It is 11.47 a.m. Trade deadline day. Uh, nothing's happening so far. But Dante DiVincenzo in a 14 deal. Serge Ibaka going to the Bucks. That was a guy that I had as a potential trade trade exception guy. Nothing's happened yet. So we're going to be vague and obsequious and not talk about anything specific about the trade deadline since this episode's coming out so late. We're going to talk beyond the trade deadline. What happens next? It's going to be very, very quick. Hopefully very, very timely. Hopefully still a useful episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is trade deadline day, February 10th, 2022. My name is Philip Rossmark. I'm the expert insight editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. I am half taking a, a look at uh, Twitter right now as it is noon, three hour, almost noon, three hours until the trade deadline. Orlando Magic expected to do something. Maybe we'll find out here in a sec as deals are starting to come in uh, live. We'll, of course, have more on that in our recap show tonight at 7 o'clock. So if you're not already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make us part of your day every day so that you can get the latest on the Orlando Magic. We'll have a, we'll have a complete recap of the trade deadline coming up tonight at 7 p.m. Plus, uh, plus of course, we will have... Uh, the uh, lo- the Locked On NBA trade deadline show that's coming up today at 2 p.m. on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. There's a lot of places you can go to get your trade deadline fodder, to get your trade deadline latest, to get everything you need to know heading into today's trade deadline. Again, we are three hours and 10 minutes away as I'm recording this uh, from everyone putting their pencils down. So definitely, definitely, definitely go check out all those great places. And again, thanks for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Today's podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is to cover this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I know I'm coming in super late here. Um, I know that things are already happening. Things are going to be happening while I'm airing this. So you will see me, if something happens for the Magic, you will see me react uh, in real time. I am keeping an eye on my tweet deck. I'm keeping an eye on everything going on. We've already had the Serge Ibaka trade come down, which was largely expected. We already had the Thad Young trade come down, which also largely expected. There's there's a lot of craziness that's going to happen um, today. There's a lot of craziness that's going to happen today. So what I'm going to do is I don't want to talk about the specifics of the trade deadline. I'm not going to talk about Terrence Ross, Gary Harris, anything that the Magic are going to do or anything the Magic might end up doing. Um, I'm not going to talk about any of that. What I'm going to talk about is what the magic need to do and what the magic need to do, not just today at the trade deadline, but moving forward into what is an important offseason. As I've said before, tearing everything down, starting from scratch, that's the easy part. Selling off Nikola Vucevic for whatever you can get for him are maximizing that value, trading away Evan Fournier, trading away Aaron Gordon, clearing the decks is easy. You take what you get, you figure out what you have, and you move forward. 
It's the moving forward part that's tough. And Jeff Boltman, John Hammond, the front office, they've done a good job setting up the Magic for the future. I know it doesn't feel that way. I know there's, I talked to a lot of Magic fans who are like, this is 10 years of a rebuild. Jeff Boltman's got to do something to make this team competitive. We're not going through a rebuild again. But guess what? It's not year 10 of a rebuild. This is year one. And for year one, the Magic have Franz Wagner, who looks like a real good player. They have Jalen Suggs, who's got a ton of potential. They've got Wendell Carter, who's a solid defensive center already in this league. They've got Cole Anthony, who's shown great flashes of what he can be. And yes, they've got a top pick coming up in this upcoming NBA draft, barring an insane final quarter of the season, a final 25 games of the season. The Magic are in a really good spot. They've got a lot of players they've collected. They've got a lot of good young talent. Now it's just about forming that into a team. As I've mentioned several times on the podcast, my goal for this season is not about wins and losses. It's not about uh, it's not about how many wins they get or where they finish in the standings. This season, I could care less about that. It is, yeah, get a get a high draft pick. It's it's they're not good enough to win right now. What is important, and what I've said is important over and over and over and over again, is the Magic need to have an idea and an understanding of the kind of team they want to be, of the players they want to build around. And then they need to start building around them. They need to start putting those pieces in place and figure this out and and start pushing the team forward, start improving in more tangible ways. Now, obviously, that's going to be hard to do until the Magic get the star. We've talked about this numerous times. This is a star-driven league. You need all-stars. Obviously, the best teams have the best players. And the Magic certainly need a star player, a guy that can bail them out of bad games, a guy that can win games some nights on his own, just go through a five, six-minute stretch and just win the game. They need maybe even someone that can do more than that to win championships. And do the Magic have that on this roster? My my gut tells me, no. Um, As good as Franz Wagner's been, as good as Jalen Suggs can be, as good as Cole Anthony's been at times, this team is still missing that star player. Now, obviously... The Magic should not go out there and just go grab the grab a star at random. Um, you know, they got to see what Jonathan Isaac can do. They got to see what Marco Fultz can do. This team can afford to be patient. They can afford to wait. They can afford to kind of see how, how it all plays out, how things all shake out. What the Magic have to do, though, is they have to still move with intention. They may not be making the big chess piece. They may not be making the big push all your chips into the middle of the table move but they still have to know what they're looking for. As we get closer and closer to the trade deadline today, I don't want to hear about salary dumps. Outside, you know, Gary Harris is an expiring contract. If you want to get something for him, get something for him. Um, I don't want to hear about trading Terrence Ross for two second-round picks because unless you're just trying to free up uh, a playing time for someone else, which maybe you're trying to free up playing time for RJ Hampton. I don't know. I don't know if that's worth doing. Um that's not helping your team get better. Terrence Ross helps your team more than two second round picks would at this point and, and what would replace him. The Magic have to have an understanding today as well as moving into the offseason of the kinds of players they want, the kinds of people they want, and how they fit into the team and how they fit into the ultimate vision of the team. Again, that's why I think it was so important for this Magic team, for this season, to be about showing us the outlines of who this team is going to be. So the Magic can have a better understanding of how to move forward and what players to add. The Magic should 100% be aggressive going after the players they want. 
they've got the capital to do it. Not just player capital in terms of young players that they may not be as interested in or may not want to develop as much, but the cap room to go get those players to say, hey, we'll take your bad contract to get the guy that we really want. A lot of the deals we've talked about have been of that ilk. They have the space. They're not going out and spending money in free agency this summer. Unless there's someone they really want, they're not going out to spend money in free agency this summer. Sorry to burst your bubble. It's not time to do that yet. So they got to align themselves when they do think they're going to be ready to win. And that means they have time to kill. If they don't believe they're ready to spend in free agency for another two seasons, or that's the free agent summer they want to spend money in, take the extra two years on a guy that that team doesn't want anymore to go get the young guy or go get the player you really want. I'm not going to sit here and name specific names because I don't think that that's valuable today uh, when in three hours everything could change. But the strategy will not change. Orlando has to have a very specific goal a very specific idea of the team it wants to be. And that part is really, really important. This is where rebuilds derail. This is where rebuilds go off the tracks. When managers, when, when executives view players only as assets and chess, chess pieces on the board and think, I'm going to trade in my quarter for two dimes. That's where they mess up, thinking that those two dimes are two young players that could grow into something bigger. Now, certainly you want to take a risk on that, but you want to take a risk on the right players. You want to take a risk on guys that you believe in, that you think are going to be, are, are, you, on the guys that you really think will fit into this core and fit into this group. Now, obviously, we won't know the answer to a lot of these questions, and sometimes you strike out. You have to have backup plans upon backup plans. But the Magic should be in a position where they are looking, and this is not just today, this is into the offseason as well, where I will not flip my headphone headphone cord over, over there, but um, into the offseason as well, where they will have some buying power. Go get your guy. Go get the players that fit your vision. The problem is that vision is still really hard to see. And if there's been a failure, if there's been a setback or, or, or something that's been poor about this season, it's trying to figure out that vision. And so I want to talk a little about where the Magic stand today as they begin to make these assessments and begin to push forward into the next phase of the rebuild. We'll get to that coming up here in just a minute. But first, let me click my lap here. Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs right to the big game this Sunday. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. We're sorry we're coming out a, a little bit late here on trade deadline day. So we do tr truly appreciate you giving us a listen. Be sure also to check out today our NBA trade deadline special at 2 p.m. on the Locked On NBA podcast channel. From 2 to 4 p.m., our experts Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd will analyze every blockbuster move made today. And there have been plenty already this week and even today. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube channel and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Don't forget also, I'll be going live 
with a host of Orlando Magic bloggers and podcasters. Tonight at 7 p.m., we'll break down everything the Magic didn't do, everything the Magic do do. That's a, that's a weird way to say that. Um, we'll be breaking down everything the Orlando Magic do and don't do today at the trade deadline. We'll talk about that tonight at 7 p.m. That will be a live podcast, a live podcast. We'll be looking for your interaction there as well. So we're looking forward to that too. Remember the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your team every day. So before you begin any analysis at the trade deadline, before you begin thinking about what players a team needs to add, you have to ask yourself, where are you as a team? What are you trying to accomplish? And so a big point that I've been making about Jeff Weltman, about, about everything he's he's been trying to do in this rebuild, is make moves with intention. Know the purpose of the deal. Know the purpose of what you're trying to do. Know what risks you're taking on, obviously, and what additional burdens you have to take on. Understand them, but know what you're trying to accomplish. Um, it, it's like you know one of those strategy puzzle games where every move has to have some reasoning behind it um, to, to ultimately achieve your goal, to reach your goal. Um, obviously, clearing the decks was a move to reset the franchise, to go back into the draft, find young talent, begin to grow and develop them. And, and the Magic have certainly, um, I think, made themselves out to be a development bunch. Um, I, I got to give Jamal Mosley and his staff a ton of credit. They have been really strong developing this team, developing the individuals on this team. I think several players have gotten significantly better over the course of the season. Wendell Carter's looked a lot better. Um you know, Jalen Suggs, even through his injury, came back looking a lot better. Franz Wagner continues to improve by leaps and bounds. Even a guy like R.J. Hampton, I think R.J. Hampton is, is really beginning to embrace um, his defensive mindset. Uh, and, you know, before his injury, obviously, he was really beginning to embrace being a pesky defender. Um, and I think was starting to slow things down as well. Um, I think he is he was making some very real progress on that front. Um, you know, really the only guy that's kind of had an uneven progression is Cole Anthony. But even there... Cole Anthony has become such a significantly better playmaker. Like, I, like I've said in several recaps, I'm, I'm not really anymore looking at his scoring totals. Um, I'd like his efficiency to come up, um, but I think a lot of that's just the ball's in his hands a lot, and, and he's kind of asked to do a lot more than he's maybe capable of doing right now. Um, but his assists, in this, uh, but I look at his assists, and, and seeing his assist numbers climb way up is, is certainly a positive sign. Obviously, the other goal for the Magic this season was to reintegrate injured players in Markel Fultz and Jonathan Isaac. We have yet to see that happen. But where do the Magic stand as a team? As a team that's going to become a, a sort of a playoff outfit, eventually a competitive winning team. Um, the first thing is that, no, we didn't expect this team to win. So we are looking for little victories and little signs. Um, the fact that they beat the Utah Jazz uh, at home, you know, we play them obviously Friday. Um, the fact that they beat the Utah Jazz at home to me uh, is a good sign. Getting wins against quality teams is a sign that you can put all those things together. A good win against Utah, a good win against Denver. Um, you know, maybe New York's a quality team still. They beat New York twice on the road. I, I mean, yeah, maybe. Um, that looked like a nice win at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, they beat Minnesota, uh, just destroyed Minnesota, actually. And I know Minnesota was a down point and hadn't quite figured themselves out yet. Um, but that was a really, really nice win. And Minnesota looks like they'll be um contending for a playoff spot this year in the Western Conference. There are, there are signs that this team is starting to put things together. The consistency has been the issue. Um, January was a really good month defensively. Um, Jamal Mosley has continued to press that this is, a, is supposed to be a good defensive team. Um, obviously, they, they're just coming off a, a nice defensive game against Portland where they played two really good defensive quarters. Um, you know, you don't have to play, you know, 48-minute game necessarily to, 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 to do really well. Um, but, you know, Portland can obviously get away with a lot because they're, they're just so undermanned right now. 
Um, but I would say overall, I think that that the way the Magic have played has at times been disappointing. Um, at times, the Magic have not been able to put all their pieces together and, and do all the things that they have to do, um, and, and, and do so consistently and do so every single every single time out. Um, their defense comes and goes. They had a really bad week last week. Tuesday was a nice nice effort, but obviously Portland is not a, a stellar offensive team with all the weapons that they're missing and certainly all the players that they're missing. Although don't tell the Los Angeles Lakers that last night. Um, the magic are still, I think trying to cement and figure out their identity and figure out what pieces need to work. Um, for me, uh, the biggest issue is still the offense. The magic do not score enough to make their defense matter. Um, in a lot of ways, um, they still need, uh, more primary creators. Um, as good as Cole has been as good as Jalen Suggs can be, they're not there yet. Um, Markel Fultz will help a lot with that. Obviously, um, they need more shooters. You know, I think that's a, that's a big thing. But they're still, I think, trying to form and figure out their identity. Um, and, and again, we didn't expect it all to be cemented, um, but we needed to see shadows and shades of what this team could be. And I think that's still part of that's still part of what the Magic are trying to figure out. What the Magic have to establish this season. And so, for Jeff Weltman trying to figure out, okay, what pieces do I need to add? What kind of players do I need to add? You know, some three and D wings, some three and D switchable players. Maybe some more versatility at the center position um, is certainly on the table. I mean, I think there's a reason why there's some of the names that we've mentioned, some of the names that we've targeted are, are certainly out there. Um, if you're going to lose both Terrence Ross and Gary Harris, although I don't think the Magic, I agree with some of the sentiments that the Magic shouldn't trade both, um, they, but they probably have to. They probably have to take care of both of them. Um, they need veteran guys. They need guys who are going to be good leaders and bought into what the team is trying to do. And, and that's really hard to find. Uh, when you're in this, it's really hard to find externally when you're in the position that the Magic are in. I mean, Robin Lopez is a good veteran. He wants to be in Orlando. There's uh, some reporting out there that indicates that he would not that he would not welcome a trade. That you know he'd be okay if he got traded, but his preference is to stay in Orlando. There are guys that like being the Papa Bear to these developing teams that are at the bottom of the standings. But a lot of the prime veterans, a lot of the really good guys, they don't want that, and so. This is a really tricky spot for Orlando. This is a really tricky spot for them to figure out how to kind of build a complete team uh, with the group that they have. Um, so, yeah, you know, for those saying, oh, the Magic need to tank and get the best odds they can, they need to win a little bit too to show veteran players like, hey, there's something here. There's there's a group here that that, that can do things and I can get better quickly. Um, I've gotten some call, some 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 uh, email responses from, from listeners and from readers saying, look, the slow rebuild thing is is over. Look at what Cleveland's done. Look at what Memphis has done. And I would argue that Cleveland and Memphis are a few years ahead of Orlando. Getting John Morant changes everything. The way Darius Garland's improved this year, getting Evan Mobley changes everything. So yeah, one player will change the expectations around here real quick. Get the right player in the draft, even if, if, if it's a Jabari Smith, if it's a Chet Holmgren, if it's a um, Paolo Boncaro, if it's Jaden Ivey. Get the right player in here and it changes everything. It happened with the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell. Uh, you bring that Donovan Mitchell example up a lot. It's about the leadership of the young guys and how quickly they can take on um, bigger, bigger, bigger roles. And obviously, I think the Magic are still at this just kind of incubation stage where it's really hard to get a sense of, of who they who they are. But for Jeff Weltman, he has to have this understanding. He has to have this understanding of the team he's trying to build. Because, you know, I, I've used this analogy a lot. Rebuilding and the way the Magic are rebuilding is like putting a puzzle together. 
Um, the, the only thing is you don't know what the picture on the box looks like. So in some sense, yes, it's a blank slate. You can make that picture whatever you want. You can make those puzzle pieces fit however you want. But in order to solve any puzzle, you have to know what you're trying to accomplish. You're, you have to know what that picture is going to look like. And that's where the magic are at right now. The picture is only in Jeff Weltman's mind. The picture is only in the discussions that he, John Hammond, Matt Lloyd, and the rest of the uh, Anthony Parker and the rest of the Magic's front office are having. They have to have the understanding. They have to have the know-how to bring the pieces in to find the pieces that make that puzzle work. And you don't find that you don't do that if you've ever done a, a table puzzle. You don't just grab random pieces and mash them together. The pieces have to fit, and you know so they have to have an understanding of what pieces they need to bring in and what pieces they need to fit. Just because the Magic are rebuilding does not mean they're just randomly going out and getting players. They're still looking for those specific pieces. Right now, I think for us as observers, the puzzle is still very obscure. Um, I don't think we have a clear picture. I, I don't think, I, I, I would say one of my disappointments of the season is we don't have a clear picture of who this team is trying to be. They play hard. This is not about effort. This is not a, not a question that. I think Jamal Mosley has been a little bit on the weak side in terms of kind of tactics and game strategy, um, but he's also a rookie coach. He's going to learn those, learn that as well. Um, but I think that the team's identity is still something that hasn't become consistent yet. Um, and yeah, we're 50 plus games in the season. That's probably something that should be. I think, I think the magic are a little bit behind on their on-court play of where they need to be. Um, even though they have, I think some really t talented and exciting players. We'll wrap up today's show, let you get back to your Twitter watching uh, as the NBA trade deadline takes place here in less than three hours. But first, a quick word from our pals at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We are getting closer and closer and closer and closer to trade deadline time. It is currently 12, 10 PM here on the East coast. I apologize again for getting this out late. I wanted to talk more bigger philosophical questions about the trade deadline and where the magic go in the off season. Um, this is a kind of a quick review. Um, obviously things can and will change um, with this, with this, uh, with the trade deadline happening. Um, you know, I'm, I'm still, obviously things are still coming in. Things are still, Moving around, and obviously, you know, we tend to know that the um, we tend to know that the magic Jeff Waltman tends to operate very, very close to the trade deadline. Um, so I'm not expecting anything to come down till at least two, two thirty. So I feel pretty safe. But what I say now is good. We'll see what it says later. But 
Um, I just want to review real quickly what options the Magic have moving beyond the trade deadline. Now, obviously, what happens today is gonna 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 reverberate beyond. It's every piece of the puzzle is a domino. It kind of all falls into place. Um, but as things stand today, as things stand before the trade deadline, the Magic are one of three or four teams that are going to have cap room this offseason. Now, this offseason is not a good offseason for transactions. It is not a good offseason for free agents. The big name free agents, Zach Levine, probably going to stay in Chicago. Um, there's a few other big free agents out there, but most of them are restricted free agents. Um, Miles Bridges, DeAndre Ayton are expected to get big contracts, but there are just not a lot of great free agents. And in any way, at the stage of the Magic's development, they shouldn't be going out and spending for four or five years on big game guys. Um, as, as much fun as it would be to go get a big player, unless the Magic really feel that their draft pick and their team is ready to compete at a higher level, um, at a playoff level, the Magic probably are not going to be in the running for any big names for agents. The Magic probably aren't even going to be super interested in any of these big name for agents. I know there's been some reporting saying the Magic might be the team to go throw an offer sheet at Miles Bridges. I've entertained the thought of go throw an offer sheet at DeAndre Ayton. Um, just, just to see, just, you know, cause he's a really good player, but you know, again, that would tie you down to these players. The magic have done a really good job cleaning their books. The only long-term contracts they have that aren't rookie deals after this season, at least in here right now, um, are Isaac, Mark Fultz and window Carter, all three on super affordable deals. Um, Jonathan Isaac's paid 16, $17 million a year over the next four, over the next three seasons. Mark Fultz has, um, a T he's at 15, I think 14 or 15 million a year. He's got a team option actually for the 2020, uh, 2024 season. Um, so next year is a technical, technically a contract year for him. And Wendell Carter's contract is completely front loaded. I think he's paid 16 million next season and it decreases down to 11 million by the end of the contract. So the Magic have set themselves up uh, for free agency in the future. The question is, when do they want to align their chips to put to push them in? When do they want to align themselves to be ready to go get them? And so the way the Magic are probably going to use their cap room, and they might do it today, actually, and start setting it up today, the way the Magic might end up using their cap space is to absorb people in trades. You have a three-team trade. Uh, let's let's say it's draft night or in the offseason. You have a, two teams have a trade. There's a contract out there that no one wants to really spend or no one really wants to take. You call up the Magic and say, hey, what can either of us give you to take on this big contract and absorb him into your cap room. That's how the Magic are probably going to act and use their cap room. And so again, what the Magic need to be is they can't be just saying, oh, just give us a first, we'll take it, whatever. They need to be very specific about the players or the assets they want, the people, the kind of team, the kind of guys they want. Now, maybe that's a veteran player they actually do want and say, okay, we'll eat two years of that. Give us a, give us a lottery protected first and that's enough. Again, intention matters. What you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do matters. They could say, we'll take that guy and we'll use him, but we also want second draft guy or a young player here that you may not be using or you may be a little lukewarm on giving up. Um, that's kind of how the Magic are going to act this offseason. I don't expect them to make big moves in free agency. I do expect them, again, to be active on the trade market. Obviously, they got a lot of young guys, but that, but that massive cap room is going to be a tool for them to add players. And again, the big thing for me is intention. What is the purpose of the deal? What is the purpose of what you're trying to do what does that person bring to the team? How does that person help the, the team advance and build itself up? So the Magic are going to be very, very active. The Magic do have a lot for them, go, a lot going for them beyond this year. I don't want to say too much more because we are, again, less than three hours from the trade deadline actually happening. I hope all this was very informative. I hope this is still something that you can turn to even after the trade deadline and trying to understand what the Magic are trying to do and how the Magic will act beyond the trade deadline. 
but um, I want to make sure I get those thoughts in before we get to it. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's Locked on Magic. Again, apologies for being a little bit late on this. We do appreciate you making Locked on Magic part of your day every day. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Hit your tune in. Himalaya, Google, Spotify, Odyssey. All of the places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Um, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. We'll complete coverage of whatever happens with the Orlando Magic. We'll also probably hop on YouTube as well to break down whatever the Magic do at the trade deadline. Don't forget as well, two o'clock or two o'clock on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel is the Locked On NBA trade deadline special. Seven o'clock is our trade deadline special. We'll have a lot. We'll have a lot of guests, a lot of conversation about the Orlando Magic and where they go next, um, as well. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by Boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. That's gonna do it for me. I'm gonna go back to doom scrolling on Twitter. Until next time, until tonight, we'll see you all again for another episode of Locked On Network.